0: In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Don't you just love John the Baptist? <laughs> John the Baptist is definitely the biggest, toughest, baddest guy in town, or should I say, in the wilderness. I only recently heard. John the Baptist referred to as the Baptist and what a great play on words for this wild man who wears clothing made of camel's hair and gets by on a diet of organic, gluten-free, honey and locusts. Mm, crunchy on the outside, chewy on the inside. And what a way with words, you brood of vipers. You snakes. He obviously didn't follow my mother's advice that it's easier to catch flies with honey than with vinegar. He doesn't mince his words. Prepare the way of the Lord, repent, or suffer the consequences. So if it's John the Baptist, it's got to be Advent. Last Sunday in my children's sermon at the 845 service, I asked the kids this question. Can anybody tell me what the word Advent actually means? And one little girl raised her hand and said, Advent means countdown. (laughs) He's absolutely right. It's a great answer. Countdown, I think, is better than the traditional definition, which is coming or to come. Advent is the countdown to the coming of Christ. It's the countdown to how we live our lives until that day when we will meet Jesus face to face. And it's the countdown to the kind of world that we want for little baby Jane and for all of our children and grandchildren and beyond. How do we, how do we prepare for the way of the Lord? How do we achieve Isaiah's vision of a world in which the wolf shall live with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the cat and the lion and the fatling together, living in peace and harmony rather than devouring one another? Well, I have a real world example Of how some people are preparing the way of the Lord right here at St. Paul's. Now there are many examples of course but the one that I want to share with you this morning began about a month about three months ago on Sunday September 11th. In my sermon on that Sunday I reflected on the international refugee crisis, a human catastrophe of epic proportions, with more than 60 million displaced people around the world, largely children, victims of war, persecution, famine, and natural disasters, more than at any time since World War II. I reminded us that as Christians, we're called to care for the orphan, the widow, and the alien. We're called to seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving our neighbors as ourselves, to strive for justice and peace and respect the dignity of every human being. Jesus calls us to feed the hungry, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked and care for the sick. While others may ignore the tragedy, God wants us to do all that we can to reach out to refugees and to be bearers of God's extravagant and unlimited love. I called for a response from St. Paul's to this refugee crisis. Some people followed up with me personally and directly, and a lot more people have stepped up to the plate since, and now we have almost 40, 40 parishioners and friends from the neighborhood who have banded together to serve refugees in need in the South Hills in Pittsburgh. We're entering into a partnership with one of three local agencies that resettles refugees in Pittsburgh. And through our growing band of refugee ministers, we'll soon be providing tutoring in English as a second language, financial literacy, and life skills training, and such basics as cleaning, shopping, cooking, food storage, and navigating the school and healthcare systems. Most importantly, we'll offer a friendly face, a warm welcome and smile, a reassuring presence, and the knowledge that someone loves them. Imagine growing up in places like Syria, Somalia, the Congo, then spending maybe years in a refugee camp with hundreds or even thousands of other refugees, and suddenly finding yourself right here in Pittsburgh, trying to figure things out. A blessing, of course, but what a challenge. Imagine if suddenly we, were transplanted to life in a village in Africa or the Middle East. I'm so grateful to our vestry for supporting this adventure, and to parishioners Paula Hopkins and Carrie McGee for leading this effort, and for every person who has volunteered, many of whom are right here this morning. There's room for many more. Might God be calling you to this ministry of serving children and adults who are refugees? There are many other ways of preparing the way of the Lord, of course. We seem to live in a world where people are more inclined to devour one another than to find ways to live in peace and harmony. We need to be vigilant. We need to fight for racial justice and reconciliation, and against prejudice and discrimination. We need to welcome, lift up, and support our Muslim sisters and brothers, our LGBT sisters and brothers, people with disabilities, those who are marginalized and on the outskirts of our society, such as the homeless and the mentally ill, and people of every faith and people of no faith. This is Isaiah's vision. This is how we respond to John the Baptist. This is how we prepare the way of the Lord. This is how we prepare for the coming of Christ. And this is how we can be Christ to the world. Amen. now I'm hoping that someone is retrieving Kristen and the kids, excellent, very good. So come on up. If there are any other young people out there who would like to come up for a better view of the baptism, you are invited.